friends, and welcome to another podcast. I hope you all are staying well, washing your hands, and doing your utmost to do your social distancing. I know I am. (laughs) My kids and I are, though, really enjoying the time that we can spend together. We're taking walks, and um, my nephew's out this week, so we're just enjoying some family time and trying to make the most of being isolated together. So this week I wanted to talk about something a little different. Um, When Greg and I were having our children, I remember poring over baby names. We wanted to give our boys specifically strong Hebrew scriptural names with a meaning behind them. But to be fair, pop culture also played a part of us choosing at least the first two of our son's names. The name Jacob, who is our firstborn son, is actually not a great Hebrew name. It means supplanter or deceiver. And yet we love the name because of God's redemptive power over Jacob's life in the Bible. God took what was flawed and broken and made a great nation out of it. You can't read the Old Testament without reading the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And while Jacob had issues, he was never too messy for God to produce great blessing in his life. Our second son, Zachary, is a derivative of the Hebrew name Zachariah, and also Zacharias, who was the father of John the Baptist. The name means the Lord has remembered. If you know the story about Zacharias and Elizabeth, you will know that they were past childbearing years when God blessed them with the son. And not just any son. John the Baptist was not only the cousin of Jesus, but he was the one to pave the way for Jesus. I love that even when you think circumstances or time has run out for you, God still remembers. Nothing is ever impossible for our God. And I'm sure many of you have heard the story of how we named our third son, Joshua. We went in thinking we were going to give birth to Andrew, but due to unforeseen medical issues, I had to have an emergency C-section. It was pretty crazy for all of us, and Greg was scared to death. Poor thing, I will never forget. I, You know, when you're the person, I think, going through the emergency, God gives an extra grace and peace to you. And I was totally fine. But there was poor Greg standing in his scrubs, crying. I know many of you who know Greg can't imagine him crying. I'm just kidding. He was such a softy. But he was crying at the thought of what could possibly potentially happen to me or the baby. And so when I woke up from surgery, Greg said, meet Joshua. And I said, Joshua? He said, yes, I needed someone strong and courageous in the room, and it wasn't me. (laughs) So we know that Joshua of the Bible was a fierce warrior, but his name means Yahweh, or God is my salvation. Joshua's middle name is Daniel, which means God is my judge. So not only does God save but he's also the only person that we're going to have to answer to. My Joshua knows that no matter what battle in life he is facing, God has made a way of salvation for him. 
All Josh has to do is trust and obey because God is his judge. My daughter Brooke's name, however, it doesn't have a Hebrew meaning to it at all. It's actually Old English, but it still has a very special meaning to us because we named her in honor of her aunt that passed away. It wasn't her aunt's name, but it was the name that her aunt was going to use um, if she had had a little girl. And so we named Brooke Noel after her aunt. We know that names have meaning and importance, which brought me to a point of wondering about the names of God. I've been actually wanting to do this series for a while now. Um, It's not going to be easy, but I think it's going to be powerful. So I'm planning on studying and walking us through the powerful names of God. We know that in scripture, God has many names and each name gives a different understanding to who he is. It reveals an essence of himself and who he is through his different names. In Genesis 1.1, we are given the first name of God. It says, in the beginning, God or Elohim created the heavens and the earth. The name Elohim has a few different ideas around it. First, it describes God as the creator. He created something out of nothing. His name tells us about his reputation and his accomplishments. God is transcendent in all things, meaning he has supernatural powers that violate the laws of nature. He is bigger than we can imagine. He transcends all things. He is distinct from his creation and from time, which he created, but he Elohim is not bound by any of it. He existed before time and creation and will exist eternally. When reading about God, he is always spoken of in the present tense because he, Elohim, is. Time is not God's problem. (laughs) Time is our problem, for sure. I seriously have a time problem. But Time for God knows no limits. It knows no bounds. He's not bound by it. And if you are feeling like God is not in your circumstances right now, then let me tell you something. You don't know about Elohim. You don't know about your God. He is present with us at all times and available to help if only we will let him. God, Elohim, is also omnipresent, meaning he is at all places at all times. He is with all the believers all over the world, and yet he's also in the heavens as well. How great is our God? We can only think of earth and space, but there's so much more that we just don't even know about. And the things that we don't know about, God created and is there. It's mind-blowing. Are you starting to understand how immense our God is? We were never meant to figure him out. I know I go through life and I think, why God? Like, could you explain God? Could you just show me the next step, God? Like, why is it that you do the things you do? 
if we could figure out God, he wouldn't be a very great God, would he? In Jeremiah 23, verses 23 through 24, it says that God fills time, space, and matter. So he transcends all things, but he is also near because he exists inside all things. It's such a hard concept to understand that God, who is so immense, is still so close. This all-creating, amazing God who is bigger than our minds can ever imagine. He's also a very personal God who cares intimately for us. As God is creating in Genesis 1, we are told that everything he made was good. In this, we know that God talks because he says it is good. He feels because those were his emotions. He, he looked at it and said, it's good. And of course, he creates. In Genesis 1, through 27, he makes his greatest creation, which is mankind. But the word Elohim is used in the plural here. It says, let us make man in our image. And I know that this seems crazy because There is only one true God. But we know, those of us who know scripture, that God exists as the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And right here, at the very beginning of the Bible, God is telling us about who he is. He is the Almighty God, but he exists in three parts. In Colossians 1.16, it says, that Jesus was the one who created all things. Jesus, our Savior, was there on creation day and was the one responsible for all creation. Can I tell you something? This is so important because it makes Jesus more than just a good person, more than just a great prophet. It makes him God. That's why you can rely on who Jesus is. He is God, Elohim. Do you remember the story of Abraham and Sarah? They were believers in God a long time ago, and he promised them that he was going to make a great nation out of them. But there was a problem. They were way too old to be having children. And in fact, they even doubted. Sarah laughed and There was consequences because of that, her lack of faith. But do you think that their age was a problem for Elohim? No. Remember, he is the God who can create something out of nothing. And if you know the story, they did have a son. His name is Isaac. And he went on to be the father of the nation of Israel. We are are the mere image of Elohim, body, soul, and spirit. We are made in his image, and when he created us, you know what he said? He, he didn't say it was good. Elohim said it was very good, and then he rested. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand 
that we should walk in them. Here's another interesting thing about Elohim. When he sent Moses to rescue the children of Israel from the, their bondage to the Egyptians, first of all, Moses said, I can't, I can't speak. And once again, Elohim says, I created, and therefore you can. And of course, Moses went, he talked to Pharaoh, but it, you remember that all those plagues were created, right? Well, those plagues weren't just any random plagues that God thought up. The frogs and the locusts and the flies and, and all those things that, and the death. Because those were specific things that the Egyptians worshipped during that time. They worshipped frogs. And they worshipped the locusts. And they certainly worshipped Pharaoh. So God used these plagues specifically to show not only the Hebrews that he was God, but to show the Egyptians that he was God. You see, he proved himself to be the God of gods by creating havoc all over the things that they worshipped. He proved that he was more than just another God. Elohim is the one true God. It's interesting, isn't it, that we are currently living in chaos and havoc. And I know from just being online this weekend with my church, just seeing the pain and suffering that some people are going through. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their minds. People are losing hope. And I just want to remind you today, that Elohim is still God. Elohim still creates. And he can take what seems like nothing and create something out of your nothingness. So if you're sitting at home today and you're feeling afraid and you're feeling worried, I'm, and I'm in that group too, I, I can speak as a widow to you. As a widow... It, there's a feeling of you've lost your, your person. You've lost your covering. Greg was always the, the head of our house. He was the one who took care of things. He was the one who told me, it's going to be okay. God's got this. And now that he's not here and I have all the responsibility for meeting my kids' needs and for shelter and protection and all those things, it can feel overwhelming. And sometimes it feels like I'm all alone. But just even in studying my creator, who has a plan and a purpose for everything in my life, it's been such a gift this week to know that even in the midst of my chaotic, hectic life, watching my bank account dwindle and not having enough toilet paper in my home, to know that God knows me. He, he's bigger than all of this mess, and yet he's so intimately concerned with the details of my life, and that he can create something out of nothing. I've said this testimony before in my life that when Greg and I planted Palm Valley Church, we had no money. 
we had no money. We had two little boys. We were youth pastors previously. And we, we did not follow Dave Ramsey's education, which we late, later learned how to do. But we put everything to start the church out on the table. Credit cards. We use other people's credit cards. We use everything we had. And on paper, if you were to look at how much we were taking in versus how much we were putting out, it wouldn't make sense. It, it, we definitely didn't have enough to cover what we actually got covered. We had food and we had clothing and we had diapers and wipes and everything we needed. But how did we get that? I don't know. All I know is that we followed God and we trusted him and he blessed us. He created something out of nothing. In fact, he created more than something and provided for us in ways I can't even express. He's such a gracious God. We can trust in Elohim. My hope for you today, friends, is that in learning more about Elohim, you realize that God proves himself to be faithful and true. We just have to have faith and obey his word. If your situation seems desperate, just remember that Elohim can create something out of nothing in your life. From the Hubble telescope to our microscope, he has created everything and nothing is impossible for him. Trust Elohim to create the impossible from your beautifully broken life. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for being Elohim. Thank you for creating us. Thank you for being so big that we can never fully understand who you are. And yet, thank you for being so personal that we know we have a relationship with you. God, I pray for my friends as we all struggle in this crazy world that you would just wrap your arms of love around us. Remind us today that you are Elohim and you can create a beautiful picture with our broken pieces of our life. We pray these things in your name. Amen.